the one and only podcast that gives you not only a comic book episode every week, but a movie episode as well. This is Who Watches the Watchers? Okay, so you guys need to be taking this a little bit more seriously. We're going to be talking about some serious subject matter on today. We're talking about Perfect Blue. My name is Ian. Oh my gosh, this is Kenny. <laughs> and today we've got a special guest of mine, my good friend Eric Hills here coming in. He's kind Hola. of our uh, our anime aficionado, good buddy of mine. So. Mm, Mr. Anime, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's his handle on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Go follow him. So I definitely want to do a, yeah, I thought this was a kind of perfect episode for us to all get to kind of come together and talk about, uh, you know, you know your shit. <laughs> So welcome, we'll perfect, welcome on board. Perfect episode you, for yeah. Perfect Blue. Exactly. Um, perfect Blue is the movie, one of the movies we're going to be talking about today. We're mm-hmm. going to be doing kind of a double feature. I chose Perfect Blue because I had originally read about it and saw, saw that it was horror in a way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I wanted it to fit along with our Halloween episodes this month. And so that's why Perfect Blue, by uh, directed by <laughs> Satoshi Kon. I know the intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm still giggling away about that intro. Uh, the uh, but yeah, no, I mean, he, he. We're also going to be talking about his last movie, uh, Satoshi Kon, uh, Paprika mm-hmm. from 2006. So let's get into it. I think that's a neat little thing that we. I feel like I'm so quiet right now. Am I? Do turn- you do you want me to turn you up a little bit? No, it's okay. No. Yeah, I'm just going to come in a little, yeah, a little more into close. it. Um, I think it's awesome that we kind of did like the first, essentially first and last movies that he ever did. Mm, yeah, because right? originally we, you guys were only going to do Perfect Blue, and yeah, then exactly. I think you guys got talked into Paprika, and I was like, that's weird. It's the first and last film. <laughs> yeah. There's still, I mean, there's still two other films, but uh, it's really interesting, to, especially since he's no longer with us, that yeah. you get to see like where he started and where he ended. So exactly. I thought that was really interesting. Did he pass close to the? To the, I guess, the release of Paprika, or do you know that? Uh, so I guess 2006 is when Paprika released. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So I wonder, I wonder if there's any like still in development at the time of his passing. Like uh, if there's there the is. Oh, there, there is. There is. Uh, I can't remember what exactly it's called, but there's a screenplay and a storyboard already meant for it, but no one. His has work the is guts. yeah. Well, no, someone's, someone someone has stepped towards it, but the fact that everyone like the way he films or the way he animates everything mm-hmm. and the way that everything moves, if like I've so far seen three of the four movies he have, mm-hmm. he has, and you could probably watch them all, and probably like right back to back, and it all feel like one film, and that's just how much of his soul is in his work. Right. So then the person that stepped up, they were like, yeah, I'll do it. Cause they have the, but like other people in production are like, it's, it's not, just not going to yeah. be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like going to be kind of like a hollow representation, representation yeah, of his absolutely. work. Exactly. So and yeah, it, you're, you, they do have some stuff, but like, I mean, I guess it's how like 
musicians have music like oh yeah po- true. or someone just came out with a new song and i was oh, like oh mac that- miller yeah mac yeah. miller just came out with a song and i was like uh is it is <laughs> yeah. tupac on it because like <laughs> it was like when michael jackson was on like a kanye west or drake song or something yeah. oh, yeah, that was like pretty yeah. recently and i was like, like how, the how does that, that thing? happen yeah. but yeah i the, like I guess when you're prolific like that, mm-hmm. you leave behind things yeah, that a lot of stuff, people yeah. want to either mm-hmm. adapt into their own stuff, like Drake did with that Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. I don't know, sound sort of, bits. Yeah, yeah sound bits. Um, but, uh, oh, let me go ahead and turn this down. Now that we're done, we're away from the Goofing intro. <laughs> How'd you guys like the intro, by the way? I, I loved, loved it. it. <laughs> I didn't expect it. should be it. longer. My, yeah, it was a little opinion. short. <laughs> Ran a little short there. Amazing. Uh, okay. But Wait. it really interests me that you, you mentioned that I guess he died in his 50s, passed yeah, away yeah, in his 50s. Yeah. So that means that he was like in his late 30s to 40s doing... Perfect, perfect blue, blue, perfect blue, which I think mm-hmm. is so awesome to like. That always gives me inspiration. That like that obviously is the first mm-hmm. big thing he ever made. And you know, being in my now late twenties, I'm like, I still have time. Yeah, I still have a whole another decade to try to get into this industry. You know, yeah. <laughs> in some way. Are you trying to break into anime? Always. <laughs> well, I like movies. You know what I mean? No, yeah, definitely. Um, but I thought these were fantastic i thought they were great for spooky season i even mm-hmm. thought paprika had that element Kinda, of like yeah. fear and creepy. like spooking. yeah it's definitely some it. creepy stuff you know that yeah. doll is gonna haunt me for my days so i thought they were great for the seasonal watches that we're going into for but, sure uh, i guess you what you want to talk on perfect blue yeah i think perfect blue um i guess maybe it's a little unfair to say this outright at, like at the top but i i do enjoy perfect blue a little bit more than paprika interesting i feel like perfect blue was more concise in its message. And because both of these movies dwell in the idea of um, like loss of identity or like, you know, betrayal of reality mm-hmm. even. And so I, I, I think Perfect Blue, I felt more like I was on her page the mm-hmm. whole time where we were following, um, crack it, uh, where we were following Mima and like we, I, I didn't know what to believe anymore as she was descending down the the st- staircase of madness, you Absolutely. know? Yeah. And so it's, I, just, I don't know. I feel like Perfect Blue was kind of more in tone with what it was trying to say with its message while Paprika had like a thousand ideas it was trying to kind yeah, of give you. Yeah, all kind of in one. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's what I liked about the fact that y'all did these two is because they're like, that's mm-hmm. exactly right. It's You kind of see where... He starts to do the thing where he melts everything together. Mm-hmm. So you're like, is this reality? Is this, like, where are you? Paprika's, like, almost the entire time from the get-go, like, is this fake? Is this not? Yeah. Because in, in Perfect Blue... And in more of a fun way. Yeah, you know in what more I mean? of a like, fun is way, this exactly. A yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, a lot more dancing in Paprika than there is in Perfect Blue. Uh, and the fact that, like, the way that he draws... Um, the the way that it's animated, it's mm-hmm. not animated how other anime is. Yeah. Um, everyone, excluding from like, v- I guess the villain of mm-hmm. Perfect Blue, like right. everyone's face, other than his really disgustingly ugly face, it was like, oh, who's the? Vi- oh, that's the villain. Yeah, yeah. his face is so. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well, and even you know, not to get into it too deeply, like Rumi, you know, yeah. and her like ridiculously wide well, set eyes. She is also so... she is also the villain. That's what's yeah. getting at. She, you know, she's, she's the like off putting to look exactly. at, and so I feel like that. W- yeah, and he does just... a good job of. I feel like giving us our villains 
immediately at the beginning of the movie mm. and, and outright. You know, yeah. we see it with the chairman. Horrible thing for them to call him the whole movie, guys. Um, you know, we see it with in, him we're right Paprika, at the gate he, right. in Paprika mm-hmm. where he's just against the technology, you know, immediately. Mm-hmm. I feel like he we were meant to be like, this is our villain, but yeah. it's also covered up in a way that you don't immediately just mm-hmm. figure that out. You know, yeah, I, sure. I think you're totally right. That perfect blue has much more of like a direct message. It's trying yeah. to get across. Like there was a point being, you know, he, yeah. he had to make in making that movie. And it's crazy to think that it came out in 97 when it's, I feel like it's even more relevant. Yeah. Now. It, is, it is. That movie is, has aged too it, well. Like, so I, I cannot believe how crazy because back then in the movie itself there's no such thing as I mean there is such thing as social media but they like bought her a fucking computer (laughs) like there is like it used to be at one point in time like she because okay so she's an idol right and idols are exactly what you know the definition of the word Mm -hmm. and they have such crazy strong fan bases back then it was a lot harder for them like to break out or, like or not or interact even, well, with it's fans. still currently hard yeah. to break yeah. out in that but uh, it's harder to connect with fans yeah. then as opposed to now like for my you know my job i have like everyone anyone can have a persona at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. because of the way social media is right. built exactly and so now you and any and all the way social media works is it's like it's not really your true self it's a persona of like what you yeah, want to show people. You're showing people exactly. what you want. And yeah, exactly. so, like, yeah, he so. had probably no idea that, like, yeah. literally anybody yeah. can experience what, like, she was going to, like... That's a perfect, yeah, a perfect prediction that's in this movie is that, like, someone is, like, stolen identity online. Online, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I like, mean, when he was making it, he had to have probably thought this was, like, such a concentrated story. Like, this is a very yeah, niche, it was such specific a, yeah, group of people sm- I'm going to be... That like this is going to be speaking to, yeah, speaking to, and now it speaks to fucking everybody. everybody. <laughs> yeah, it can speak to literally anybody. Yeah, and you know? that's like so haunting. That but, is what makes this movie even more haunting. I could look at my age. social media and be like, "Oh my god, one of my friends has a fake." They're like, "Hey, flag this because it's oh, not me." Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my god!" Like it happens so regularly. <laughs> so now, often. You know? Yeah, that's it's funny to like, think about. So, so crazy how how it how it like. Just forward thinking, so many without even Mima probably on. trying. You know, yeah. I love yeah. that. There's a point where Mima's like, I, she's like reading her own Mima's room, mm-hmm. like message board or like diary, online diary, mm-hmm. live journal. I don't know what it would be called at the time. Um, and she's like, I have email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She like didn't even innocence. know she had email. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing I wrote down is you know creating a character through environment because a lot of the early part of the movie is us getting to know Mima through just you know context we're right. not really speaking it's the grocery store and then when we read all of that in the journal it's like amazing that it's almost like we're reading it from our own point of view and i think mm-hmm. that's what made it scary for those parts of the, where mm-hmm. she's reading and i'm like dang we're the stalker yeah. in this situation <laughs> oh, because shit. we yeah. experienced all of these things from the point from of view that outside. she's seeing and yeah. these were the thoughts we were feeling as we were experiencing this um so i thought that was just so creatively designed and but it does such a good job of making her feel like a real person you mm-hmm. know her apartment feels yeah, that so real. She yeah. has a PlayStation. Yeah, like, I don't know if y'all know. Like, took the time yeah. to look at some of her stuff, but she literally has like a PlayStation and a Macintosh. You know, mm-hmm. like such a realistic computer. Yeah, um, and her like aloofness to it all is so on character to what I feel like the idol. Also, the size like. of the apartment was mm-hmm. yeah. 
perfectly that that is a real Japanese apartment. It yeah. is that fucking small. I think there is a character named Shibuya. I had believed this was in Shibuya. I thought Shibuya was a place. Is that is it that is, true? Yeah, okay. it's also a place. Okay. So I thought maybe this... I don't know if we ever got a name of where this took place in. And so since I had heard Shibuya so many times throughout the movie, I just assumed... Assume that, that was they the were location. Yeah. yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen a and lot. And so, yeah, I wrote it up there because Shibuya was the uh, writer of the show. Right. He's the guy, the guy the, in the glasses. Yeah, he got... He's yeah the one with the glasses. He he's the one. I I think actually all of them got stabbed in the eye. Did mm-hmm. they not? Yeah. I think that is pretty much a running theme is that they got stabbed over sixty times at yeah. least. In the and eye. then and then I, the I think he also got eyes. stabbed in the in the dick. Yeah. yeah. No, he did. <laughs> yeah. Like she just like started the eye and just went down. Yeah. What, what's She's funny like, is that the the even more iconic one where she we see her actually you know committing the murder against the photographer who took mm-hmm. all the lewd scenes. Mm-hmm. I had seen that on Tumblr like before. a thousand years. Yeah. Ago. And so I just didn't realize that this was the I mean, the movie that it was from, you know, to yeah. see it at that time period. I was like, oh, that's horrifying. I never want to know or experience whatever that's from. And now here I am all these years watching later yeah. watching this movie. So. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this movie is about very explicit, heavy things. It's not cartoons. <laughs> it's not. No. It's not Dexter's Laboratory. No, um, no but it, it it feels like it it wants to ring true with with an idea mm-hmm. which is like not only literally that this is a real thing that can really happen but it's also like the idea of um you know it very early in the movie her management kind of like dictates whether she's going to be an idol anymore yeah. you know it's literally all about this young woman who has no real direction of her own life yeah. and then to the point where people are literally trying to take it from her you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. and so it 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 has a clear good message and i think it it like an identity crisis type thing yeah for yeah. sure like trying to figure out where you are or who you are and stuff yeah and it's like the the deviation we mentioned earlier of like expectation and reality of like mm-hmm. who you yeah, are and much. who people think you are the image of mm-hmm. you you know and that you're so true that early on scene where it's like the management arguing is she going to keep being an idol or go into the movie scene it's like and they're like well what does she even care and she literally doesn't say anything yeah. it's like <laughs> it shows that they're obviously choosing her path mm-hmm. so aggressively mm-hmm. for her you know but i think that her personality type makes that also kind of make sense you know yeah. that she's just kind of like this slightly aloof just go go with the flow kind of person that will just believe people want what's best for her around her even if that's not always the I think that might case, you know be because of the age that she's supposed to be betrayed in the film How she's supposed to, she's supposed to be like a teenager okay, okay. she's like in her mid like she's like 18 to 20, 20 maybe. Okay. okay. Is her age range? Uh, isn't that like typical for idols? For idols, yeah, that's like the typical thing and they're not very like that the actual the actuality of idols in Japan is like probably like one of the dark it's like basically yeah. slavery over there. It's crazy. That's terrifying. People it's will like, probably be mad at me for saying that, but that's what it is because I mean, is is it's it super messed up over there? Yeah. I mean, is it similar? I've I've only heard this as I don't know if this is theory or true. Mm-hmm. I don't know how hyperbolic this is, but yeah, it's it's sure. like K-pop groups where they're kind of like all dictated. idols, mm-hmm. all idols. So yeah, this whole okay. that whole thing is yeah. no matter what country you're in, it's they're all they're all not oh, set up for the idols. Even I mean, we see this even Here. today with yeah. Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah Britney exactly. Spears, uh, and like all the like it, ha- they are all set up for management to run your life. Yes. And so then when you get older, 
you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're doing, and you're just like freaking out yeah you know? i mean it's like the it's like having a controlling parent like mozart's dad who like forced him into playing <laughs> piano from the age of three it's like is it a blessing or is it a curse, curse for, yeah. a, for this person to like force you into such a focal point because they know they can make a star out of you mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like it's such a it's such a weird thing to gamble because i can see the I can see the rationale from the the management or from the parent in this right. kind of dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. where they're like, I have to force them because if they don't focus, they're not going to make my dream come true, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Michael Jackson's dad. I mean, exactly. There's Selena's so many count- insanely yeah. countless examples of that happening. Yeah. And it's like, but that's how you get a pop star. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it, does it require that evil truly? Yeah. And, I th- and I think... Uh, what was their group called again? Cham. 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 Yeah. Cham wasn't success. It's I think that it That's wasn't successful. I know. <laughs> it wasn't a successful thing and like she as it's successful and then she leaves and then like um she's dealt like having to deal with like oh now I'm jealous that like they're taking off and I'm not in it. Right. Yeah. And then like the whole or even uh, just being hurt that she's not even a part of part it. Part of it, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. It, realistically, and, she still wants to. But to, like, to, other yeah. people, like that really ugly dude, mm-hmm. um, like, he only sees Cham with her in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything she does outside of it is, like, blasphemy to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why he's so extreme about it is because, like... It's that iconic yeah, hand Yeah, the holding the hand, her, yeah. like, he's like, she's mine, you know? Yeah. This, is, this is what she is. And, you know, her leaving is just a total, like for that person is like you're you're that's not who you are yeah you're this person and and cham is this thing that i believed in and so he obviously like backlashes against like everything she does he like went around and bought all those magazines and he was just like yeah i couldn't tell if he was sweating because he bought all the magazines and they were all like if he was yeah or like or because he had been doing it all day oh true and in such a stressful manner yeah like like, rip them out of other people's hands and probably get in fights yeah Yeah. so it's like that's fucking crazy you know scary real and probably yeah like that that actually happened uh that happened to bjork actually i was gonna bring this you're gonna bring up the true story the fucking bjork thing i was like what where yeah so Let's Bjork and, about it. And, yeah, dude. <laughs> no, but I mean, back in the day, Bjork had this very upfront, like, very, like, innocent, girly, kind of mysterious, like, like, um, you know, just, she was, she was, like, other, you know, and so she was, like, ethereal in a mm-hmm. way, and so she was still very, like, she she put on this persona of, like, being innocent and tiny and, like, just, I'm just this little yeah. nymph, you uh, know. Like an idol, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Exactly. And, and there was this guy that was like obsessed with her to the point where he didn't want her to i don't know what his reasoning was but it 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 always comes down to harming them like i think he wanted to be with her that was Mm -hmm. the thing okay and it was like this fucking like that dude the bomb that goes off with her her male manager and it but in reality and i i think it was like literally a package was delivered to her home yeah it was a book it That's was a book that he had carved crazy. the back out, and it had, like, sign... Like, it, had, it was going to explode with... It wasn't the explosion that was going to kill it her. Like it was, a like, gas. a poison or a gas or some shit. That's so And then up. upon her opening it, he was going to kill himself in order to be with her in the afterlife. And see, and it, and it like, I, it makes them connected to them forever in that way, yeah. even in our world, because he yeah. is... They're written together. They're going to yeah. exist on the same Wikipedia page Forever. Together. Exactly, yeah. For That's sure. fucked up, dude. And, I mean, it's... 
after that moment, she like cut that whole persona. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, I'm just going to be weird, twisted Bjork. No more innocent, girly, like yeah. big sweater Bjork. You know what I mean? And so it, 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 it fucking exists in real life. And it has real implications <laughs> of that. She felt mm-hmm. the need to completely change her image because of the fan that are created yeah. by those kinds of personas. You yeah. know, I wonder, I wanted to bring this up cause I, I just kind of thought about it. We were talking about Rumi's like separation of her eyes. Mm-hmm. Same with the creepy guy who, do we have a name for him? It's me. They call him Mimon, which oh. I realize is he's Mima, but the man version. So man. he's oh. Mimon is the, the terrifying persona. Yeah, he they give calls him. himself in that. He yeah. Gets, oh. He's, I, I am Mimon. So like okay. the Mima persona that he sees, that's what she also calls him is Mimon. That makes sense. He is yeah. the Mimon, which is <laughs> horrifying. It is horrifying. <laughs> so we never get his real name, I don't think. No, but I think that there is like a um like a some sort of metaphor with the eyes mm-hmm. where their separation of it, it's kind of like they see a distorted view of reality. Okay. And so that's why they well, I guess it's just Rumi that assaults the men. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily know for sure if Mimon ever harmed any of the guys, no, did he? There is no, there's no there's implication no, that he so physically more, did anything he more to anybody. He more, uh, well, he gets in a fight with the guys at the beginning, and I would assume he had to fight some of those motherfuckers over those magazines. Yeah. So it's more about like no, defending like, her image in right. that kind but of way more than kill full like, murder. Yeah, he wasn't like the murderer yeah. because when we see him use his weapon, it's it's obviously like a pocket it's knife. A real knife. As well, Rumi used like a fucking screwdriver, like a an ice pick. Yeah. And so, like, Rumi goes for the eyes. And I wonder if there's a metaphor in that where it's like, you don't see it see. the way I see it, yeah. you know? Yeah, get your filthy eyes off of <laughs> Or, like, she, like, subconsciously doesn't want them to see, like, oh, she's not Mima, you know? Like, That's also <laughs> so true. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. It's horrifying. And it's, it's all right here in the, like... We don't have to fucking, like, it's not explicitly told to us. You know, we just look at it and that must be what's happening, you know? This is, I, we forgot to mention at the top of the episode, it's based after a novel. Oh. Which I, I looked into it. And it's not a manga. It's it's like a, a novel, novel from yeah. from Japan. And so I found that very interesting that, you know, this was, like, adapted not from manga, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And more traditional over there, but I think that was a lot of what uh, Satoshi Khan was going for in the making of Perfect Blue at the time. Because one thing I saw someone talk about was the how different the, his animation ch- style choice was during a time where 90s anime was oh, like true. ridiculous looking. They make a small jab at it in Perfect Blue where they show like that super anime, yeah, like pink hair little girl. Mm. And that, I, that's what most, I guess, anime coming out of Japan at the time. Or really at least looked, the most popular. Yeah, like re- like what was being pumped out heavily looked like. And so he, him taking this much more realistic and kind of, you know, uh, hard take at the world was such a divergent from what was popular at the time, you know, but it yeah. still managed to come and rise up yeah, above that, the crowd. That scene was actually the the point of that scene was to show that, like, I that heat, like, this is what anime looks like. This is set in the real world because you said earlier, like, I saw a PlayStation. I saw, yeah. In a lot of uh, his movies, you're gonna see like real locations. You're gonna see a lot of real stuff. You're gonna see like drinks, yeah, uh, real products, real products. Exactly, a lot of stuff that's gonna be like. In the there, he, what he's trying to like show off is the, you know the fact that this, this is, could be reality. This, this is like reality mm-hmm. as opposed to like this is anime. Yeah, yeah, the fantastic world of anime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and that's all, all of those elements that once again make this uh, kind of a horrifying movie to experience. You it know? was yeah. Uh, so I had warned us mm-hmm. that this was going to be a tougher watch, and 
um, it wasn't until a few days ago that you called me. I was driving <laughs> on the way home from work, and you were like, "Hey, it's rough." <laughs> and so, and what I would explain that to is that the fir- I've watched this movie like three times in yeah. the last week or so now at this point. But um, the first time I watched it, I watched it on my MacBook with headphones on, mm-hmm. and so we haven't really talked about it too much. But there's essentially two pretty violent rape scenes yeah. in this movie. One, yeah, one, one that is fictional, yeah, <laughs> and one that is you know closer to you know reality exactly um but uh it to listen to them in headphones and watching them on my laptop yeah. was rough you know that. to the point that i was like turning down the volume taking a headphone <laughs> off and was like <laughs> you know like geez to watch it on a big screen or something you know yeah. not so personally being pumped right into my ears was a little bit i guess easier to parse but even still i think it gets the i mean you're right the first scene is a mo- you know is the show being played out is what we yeah. come to learn you know it's them shooting a rape scene right. and yet it carries an equally heavy tone if, if anything it makes it worse because they have to start and stop again and you know that shows the implications of how mentally damaging that yeah. can be you know yeah. so they have to like act out something so horrific and be like all right everybody stop you yeah. gotta move the cameras all right go again <laughs> like oh you didn't hold get, position didn't get your dick out fast <laughs> enough right we gotta go back get that dick out faster <laughs> Yeah, that was terrifying. <laughs> and so, I mean, that shit fucked me up the yeah. first time I watched it. I'm not even going to lie. Eric, that's, that's, do you remember the first time you watched this? Uh, first time I watched it was... Uh, see, that's funny because I like the fact that you guys got like a... I don't know how someone told you like, hey, just a fair warning. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that. <laughs> oh, okay. I just was like, exactly. Perfect Blue, it's it's a crazy anime. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this is... I, I was like, I know this one because of... Uh, the bouncing across the uh, oh the light yeah. poles. Lights. And <laughs> I see that too. That's I remember another. that, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as I'm watching it, and it's just like he's just fucking my brain the entire time because I had no idea. I was like, it was just blowing my head off because yeah. I was just like, I was not ready for it at all. And so, I just, I just heard, I've heard of it. I think I read Opus before I had actually watched this, and I didn't know they. This, they kind of cross over. Well, no, they're the same person. So I was oh, just okay. Like, uh, so what is Opus? Yeah, what is Opus? I don't even know. Opus is a manga. I think he Bi- died before it finished. So uh, by Satoshi Khan. I'm want to say that that's that's yeah, cool. Like a- I, I had no idea he did manga. No, yeah, he did manga. He did manga actually with uh, Otomo. Oh, okay. Um, when when he was he doing was like Akira, one of his assistants yeah. Or- so like a lot of. Like, if you put this and Akita next to each other, am I... Did you yep, fact right. check me? Yep, cool. Satoshi Khan's Opus. Opus. You were completely right. Yes. That is his last thing that he did. It ran from October oh, wow. 1995 to June 1996, is what it says. And so, or the original run. It's okay. his ori- the original run of mm-hmm. the book, so I'm assuming there may be more. So, I mean, th- they kind of follow similar tones? Or? It's, it's just like reading, like... It, it, it's set up just the same as his films. Like it's, oh, okay. It's... I have it, so whenever I get it back, it's it's in my library. So <laughs> no, this sounds extremely interesting. I would love we're, to. Look at we're this. all horrible book loaners it's, in that way. <laughs> it's really good, and it's just like it's just like re- if you were to read Perfect know, Blue. Perfect Blue. And That's it's, so dope. It's, it's really cool, and I it I think I don't think it got finished because of him dying of pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I think that was such a very short time frame. I think he. I think he got diagnosed and then 
like maybe got a year but then only got months yeah so and it's like that's do you do you write a bunch of work for the world and try to finish that stuff or do you just live that year for yourself you yeah. know what i mean yeah that's, that's yeah terrifying. i couldn't even i couldn't imagine what that would be like mm-hmm. so yeah it's not like that he died unexpectedly like he knew that he was going to go you yeah. know and don't we all pro- man <laughs> i mean yeah we're all gonna go someday but <laughs> you don't, we don't we don't have someone in a white coat being like you got about five hey, minutes to figure it out they're saying 60 is the new 40s you know so we're we're getting there i'm, gonna, I'm gonna live to 140 i'm calling exactly. it right now fuck you guys. 140 yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it i'm gonna like with cyborg by then oh, or probably. oh homie hell yeah yeah you're like i'm upgrading a hundred percent i'm gonna have a robo brain <laughs> God damn it. i think that's the only thing that you would keep is the brain yeah yeah most important. well and, and that's the what, rest of you is a robot to not dwell on this too deeply but mm-hmm. um i feel like the most realistic thing for me in that is the idea of us being able to create identical clones of ourselves and somehow transplant consciousness somehow oh. i think of all things that would be the like the most realistic way we could become eternal you know what i mean yeah that's um, true i don't see us being able to like keep our bodies yeah perpetually alive you know we'd have to replace we'd have to upgrade you know we yeah. have to get a new model the thing is how soon would the brain degrade it, it, it how what, we'd yeah. have to find a way to keep our mental mentality intact Strong. especially through yeah. the transfer we process. don't have to do anything they <laughs> yeah, well you know what i mean <laughs> humanity the royal we yeah. uh, <laughs> the royal we <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no. I mean, to go back to what yeah, was sorry. it, Opa? What was Opus. it, Opus? Opus. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, that sounds incredible, and it's it's kind of you. You had said earlier that it feels like perfect blue to I'm assuming millennial actress into Tokyo Godfathers mm-hmm. into Paprika. Paprika kind of feels like like a momentous, yeah, or not like a, probably, a flesh thing. Yeah, you could like cut all that film in like. Like throw them all in like a tossed salad, and you probably would still be like, Here's, "Yeah, that made sense." Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got something. Out yeah, of that, you even. could still get something out of it. Yeah, it's just like his work is. That's they're all. I the only one I hadn't watched was, was the Godfathers, Godfathers. Mm-hmm. and so I don't know how like that one's another one that's like supposed to be realistic. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how. How much it delves into that, like, surrealism, yeah, surrealism of, like, because is Paprika this is, like, the on? steroids of, like, uh, perfect what we've blue. seen Absolutely. Uh, and How the, is, yeah, Millennial Actress? I watched that one yesterday, and oh. it's, like, not as crazy as Paprika, but it is... Still there. Still in, it's, like, Perfect Blues, like, he's trying to, he's doing a new thing with what's Perfect a, What's blue. a soft synopsis of... Millennial actress. millennial actress what's that movie about in like um, 40 words or less is there like a struggle of identity because i'm, I'm no struggle of identity it's uh i would say it's like a love story oh. okay it's got a bit of a love story to it um she's a an actress that was separated from her love who she never got a name who oh. left her a keepsake oh, okay she loses said keepsake I'm trying to do it like with the least amount yeah, of details yeah, in case you guys decide to watch it. Which I'm sure we will. I'm kind of yeah. in love with Satoshi Khan right yeah, now. I'm yeah, not going to lie. <laughs> and so then the um, she gets the keepsake back and then we don't even know what the... We, I don't even think I remember if the keepsake got like a... Like what, yeah, yeah, like what it like was for. What they used it for. Wow, that looks incredible. Kenny's showing me the cover. Yeah, that's Opus. Opus and mm-hmm. I that I love... That book is... Holy shit. Amazing. I would take it to uh, Ross because yeah. I'm not Our much of a shopper, good. but my wife is, so... Dude, that looks I just read that fucking the whole time. sick. It's 
Uh, and if you look at that art, Sorry. it's exactly like Otomo's, and that's why I oh he, true he, he those two worked yeah like that. so close to each other that they uh, mimic each other's work, but their their expression and their mm-hmm. like the way they approach things are vastly different. All right, but anyway, sense. millennial actress. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I, ma- I thought I made the name. <laughs> up. No, you, you got it. You nailed it. Montanimo actro. <laughs> and so it's your, he's like cutting through film, like yeah. the whole time. They're like reenacting stuff, oh, okay. and uh, there's a lot of earthquakes in that one. I can't remember if there's earthquakes in the others. There's a lot of earthquakes in Japan, right? That's like a thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a fucking island, oh, so yeah, you know, I mean, ours got is. Our yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm going to have to cut that out. Yeah, you will. I'm going to bleep it. Ble- I dare you. I dare you to bleep me. You fucking you won't. You just said the fucking worst thing I've I tur- ever heard. I turned it. Okay, um, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll talk finish about talking paprika. about it. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I, I, I feel like we can say a couple of more things. I, uh, We'll be right back. <laughs> well, hey guys, and welcome back to this spooky season episode of who watches who watchers Watch. i'm just kidding <laughs> what if i played that whole thing again <laughs> right. i wouldn't be opposed to it so, <laughs> i want to talk about paprika yeah. a little bit because honestly i'm torn on which movie i liked better because there's so much i really fucking like about both of them mm-hmm. and in com- it's like completely different parts of my personality love both these movies but one thing i really wanted to talk on paprika about and it's funny because it's part of an issue i had when it came to making this board mm-hmm. is that it has so many fucking characters you kind of have to care about in 80 minutes but they do such a fucking good job m- making me at least love basically the entire cast of that fucking movie even uh momuro or whatever his name was momuro the the guy that was already in the dreamscape by oh the time. Himaru? Himaru I mean even like those characters like I can feel a little sad for the fact okay. that he is revealed to be a victim in the long run just, of things and the it's, it's crazy the, that we get such a like distilled face of him and mm-hmm. like he's such a character but we don't know jack shit we about never him other than actually see yeah. him but I mean like I worried about Detective Konakawa that entire movie <laughs> yeah. I was literally genuinely worried for him especially when like the dream starts bleeding into his mm-hmm. dreamscape and stuff but I mean I like Paprika as a character I thought her and uh, Atsuko are d- designed as such perfect kind of uh, opposites like of each other. Is that like? Can you explain her more to me? I do. I honestly do not get Paprika as much as I get Perfect Blue. Really? Yeah. Like as the movie or like the personality. My thing with Paprika is I can tell that it was him being like, "Fuck, I've probably ma- I've made so much heavy shit in the past. I need to make something lighthearted and fun, but I don't oh. want to delve away from my like trippy." Mm-hmm. You know, I because I, you you mentioned it while we were watching it. It's so Inception, you know, mm. theme. Like I, you can tell, it's Inception ripped that movie off at least a little bit. You no, know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Um, the the idea that you go into a dream world yeah. right out the gate, yeah, yeah. yeah, or other people's dream worlds, and even. that there's layers, accidental layers that we don't even know of at the time. Yeah, no, um, for sure. I can just see that he wanted to make something that wasn't so serious could be even more really like you said delve into that surrealism that he liked to keep in his movies mm. um but it, you're right it still has all of the same elements that perfect blue has you mm-hmm. could smash those movies together and even though they're completely polar in tone and and, and subject matter subject matter they still obviously belong to the same man they're yeah, the same yeah, creature they're tethered, you know? yeah. he's got his soul in it um but i liked paprika because it it's so much like it's the lighthearted part of me that liked it you know what i mean mm-hmm. i liked that we got a story that starts off with relatively happy characters and ends with them being happy together you know yeah, um, sure. and i 
I, and there was just a lot I really enjoyed about it, you mm-hmm. know. And to kind of keep just fucking get on my soapbox a little bit, I'm gonna talk on my Rika. So um, it sounds like it sounds like you like paprika more than perfect blue. I think I liked like paprika because I like. Well, that's not even true. I like sad movies. You know what I mean? I just. I, <laughs> I think, think maybe after watching Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue leaves you, in my opinion, leaves you so much more open ended in the sense that, like, I felt like wa- walking out of that movie, I felt like I felt walking out of Todd Phillips' The Joker, <laughs> which is, was that even her? Was any of that even real? What did I even just experience? And, but that's great for what it is. And yeah. the thing is, I, I really did enjoy that movie. I think Paprika is more approachable. I think more I could show paprika to more people or recommend it to more people mm-hmm. and they would like it. I feel like there's a huge mm-hmm. there's a <laughs> there's a huge group of us that would like Perfect Blue, but then there's a giant slice of the pie that yeah, would be like, pie, What the, the fuck did you just make me watch? <laughs> what the hell? I'm never taking a movie recommendation from you yeah. ever again. You know? <laughs> that's that's very true. And it's that it's that part of me. It's that part of me that likes shit that everybody else likes you know that i think i would uh, say i mean that is into the paprika a little bit my Plus one of my co- hot. one of my co-workers <laughs> who's probably watched zero anime mm-hmm. and has definitely not taken any recommendation i've ever given him over uh-huh. anime uh he's like oh yeah i watched paprika and i was like why why <laughs> <laughs> but like he's like yeah it was trippy i was you know i was just Decided to watch, yeah, hang <laughs> out. And I just decided to watch it. I, I didn't realize he's Christopher like, Nolan made anime. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I have no idea what it was about, but it, you know, it was cool. Well, and and I was I, like, oh, and that's, that's what's crazy so to me is I think stepping back from Paprika, it's got such a more parsable story. Like I really, yeah, I understood what was going on in that movie. I who, felt like by the end of it, much who? more than I did in Parsable. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know who that is. No, no. Well, no, it's easy to parse. It's easy to like. Uh, Parsable is one of the knights of the round table. <laughs> is he Parse- not? No, Parsable. Percival. Percival. Yeah. God damn okay. it. Thank you guys. I'm making up words today. It's so much easier to parse. You yeah. Know? Like the story okay. in the yeah. sense that you have, I know I was talking to you about it when he ran to the bathroom. You have your villain who's trying to use a technology to take over the world. Mm-hmm. You have your. Te- well, real quick. What for though? What do you mean? Why did he want to take over the world? It's just he wants to merge all dreams so that he can rule the world. It's just a, he it's literally power. he wanted power. It's literally standard. I want power and to rule the world. Yeah, non mentality. You know, I he believed like... he ruled the dreamscape and deserved and d- hated them intruding in it, but then decided to use the technology he hated to just take over the entire thing. I think my thing is this movie does he he demonizes technology, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that is. I don't know. It's just a weird because, like, you look at the Matrix and it's like the vice versa, where it's like the the agents, the technology wants to take over the humans, and and the human is like, no, I want to destroy the technology so I can take over the yeah, humans. I'm just yeah, just mine with that one. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, either way, you have your villain who wants to be bad. Mm-hmm. You have your team of heroes who are just out there to stop him. But then. You know, Detective Konakawa is the one thing that could not exist in this movie, and this movie's story could still run the same. Oh, he, true. he is our example of the fact that this type of dream therapy can work. He's oh, there to okay. show us yeah. that from start to finish, he got better through this use of the DC Mini and mm-hmm. this technology, you know? So he's literally just like a control f- and someone for us to essentially just personally attach to because he's someone who we grow with through the movie. Mm-hmm. We start off with him having to start the dream therapy because he's all fucked up mm-hmm. and by the end of it we get the resolve that it's because he forgot about a friend when he was 17 who like died of pancreatic cancer probably or something and <laughs> uh, dude if that was true i was about to get they just said mind blown again. yeah they literally just said he was sick so. yeah 
It could have been anything, you know? <laughs> Fuck. What if Satoshi Khan knew at the time and he was like, I'm going to well, <laughs> plant some seeds here. That's... Then he took the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. So. Um, no, I mean, I, I, was con- I guess I was confused because I feel like Perfect Blue had such a good mystique around it Mm -hmm. and i feel like paprika was so upfront with everything that it was telling me that i was expecting the other shoe to eventually drop and i i thought kurokawa was gonna be the fucking old man doctor the little i thought that was gonna be his paprika and so i was like when is what is gonna happen that would have been great actually (laughs) you got me because they they are like seen as like friends and the two reasons they know each other and so i thought like maybe the doctor had secretly been part of like this you know, other world where you don't need the DC mini in order to traverse into the dream world. I don't know. I was just waiting for even crazier shit to fucking flip over on the So table. the fact that it just was kind of like a lighthearted... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just a romp with crazy situations and visuals. Mm-hmm. I, I was... I wasn't let down. I was just like, oh, so everything they told me was right. And that's that's all. Yeah. But they could have shown Paprika on Toonami. They could not have shown Perfect Blue on Toonami. You know what I mean? That's, I guess, at the end of the day how I feel about it. Neither of them. They both have boobs, but, you know. That's, oh, that's true. Yeah, Paprika, we see giant naked woman. Can't see boobies. Not that's not true. Is they showed real? Evangelion. They had, like, the biggest boobies I've ever seen on That's a good call. Toonami. I wonder if they showed I them. I mean, they must have blurred it. I bet they de no, them. Oh, it was just late enough at mm-hmm. night. I yeah. think, yeah. If they like bled into it. I swear they showed him on Galleon on Adult Swim even. There's a fucking... No? There's well, a sex Adult scene. Swim took over Toonami at yeah. a point, and so... Well, I actually found that out with my one of my friends. We were ta- we were like reminiscing about Toonami, mm-hmm. and that's what, like, it catered to our age. So it was like, we got out of school at a certain time, and that's when Toonami would come on. Yeah, and, then and it as we the went into DBZ kind of stuff. Yeah, and then as we went into... What's after elementary school? Middle school. Middle school, <laughs> for some of you. Um, that's when it went later. Yeah. They were like, okay, now Toonami. That, that show grew with the audience. It was like, right. okay. The fact that they were wanna... showing like, yeah, it, it was literally like showing like trans- stuff up into yeah. adult into stuff. A, into adult stuff and like transitioned. And then um, Adult Swim actually got Satoshi's uh, paranoia agent oh Oh, shit and i was really young when that shit came out and Mm -hmm. i was like that so i guess that would be the first thing i saw of any of his work yeah nice and no idea what was going on i gotta watch that one (laughs) yeah i was like too young and just dumb Mm -hmm. i'm still dumb but (laughs) i'm pretty sure i'm gonna do the satoshi binge and just see it it, all it's from what i remember it's good and then that same friend that i was we like came to the epiphany of like, oh my God, that station grew with its mm-hmm. audience. I didn't realize that. And um, he was like, yeah, I want to watch uh, this detective thing. And he like gave me like the most the vague, vague yeah. thing. And I was like, paranoia agent. Yeah. And then I like, just rattled off of the stupid nonsense that I know about <laughs> about him and stuff. So we should come back to it and probably mm-hmm. do paranoia agent as an episode. Honestly, that'd be cool. It's a, what I remember, it's pretty good, but it's like a, yeah, it's just confusing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's probably something that we probably have to watch a couple of times. I still feel that way about Paprika, even yeah, though yes, like I I saw and and you know was able to absorb what I saw, but I just I feel like Paprika is speaking to something that I didn't 
I wasn't ready to listen to or something. I don't know. It yeah. just felt so weird watching it. It's well, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Once again, I've watched both these movies like three times <laughs> in the last week, so I really got an impression of both yeah. of them. And it's because they're you know we've talked about this in previous episodes. They're short. Mm-hmm. They're fucking less than ninety minute movies, yeah. and that works for them both so well yeah. i feel like these movies so much happens in both of these movies and yet we could watch both of them in time it would take to watch one lord of the rings film you know like and that's oh, dude, incredible i'm not ever if you guys do a lord of the rings i'm not going on it it's fine i watch that shit every <laughs> you're, year you're our anime guy <laughs> no, no live action shit for you that's is that like a christmas time thing or no, what it's like my wife just won't stop watching the director's cut the director's cut <laughs> oh, is like an true. extra they're four hours a piece yeah dude What's what's wrong and, with and that Percy the, Jackson guy? Dude. Dude. <laughs> what's his it's name? The best thing he ever did. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. <laughs> Peter the Percy Jackson. <laughs> um, and you want to rate? No, I, I think I want to talk about Paprika a little okay. bit because I think yeah. you were going to talk about uh, the one fella that. Went. Oh, Osan, Osanai, or, or Os- o- Osanai. Osanai. Yeah, Osanai, yeah. yeah. Which I really just wanted to kind of talk on the fact that going back to what I mentioned earlier about. Um, giving us our evil characters right. very early on he was the evil character well he is the chairman's he's like the second you know he's the one that like gotcha. takes her in the butterfly room because he's definitely gotcha. like it turns out like helping malicious. the chairman malicious and helping the chairman <laughs> you're really calling him chairman now yeah he was helping chairman the whole time <laughs> and uh god damn it um to have now seen it multiple times and to watch each of his scenes leading up into the moments Mm -hmm. it's obvious that he's kind of a bad guy and it's obvious that he's like aggressively jealous the real jealous one of dr tokita even like says that and you know and kind of in love with uh atsuko you know you it to rewatch him like holy shit this is blatant that mm-hmm. he's showing jealousy towards the doctor, that he's showing interest in her and almost jealousy that she's obviously more interested in this childish doctor because mm-hmm. he's constantly trying to undermine him and make him sound lesser to her. Yeah. And so and then we get the the dreamscape where she actually sees the giant statue of him naked and like that's the like, statue of david yeah you know oh, yeah. such a hint that he is like someone who's so vain and sees mm. themselves greater than everybody, everybody else and, around and him. it's like while we're in like the subconscious area of the dreamscape exactly yeah, for sure. and so i was just blown away that to have rewatch it's like god it's it's so obviously handed to us that he's someone we shouldn't trust from the very first moments we see him the first encounters we have with them and that takes rewatching. you know what yeah, i mean and that sure. and i think paprika has that specialty to it i think it takes a couple of watches to then truly appreciate because i will say i didn't totally understand you know the fact that konakawa wasn't more relevant the first watch it took mm-hmm. me watching it a second time like oh yeah we could totally not have his whole thing he's just a he's just a therapy patient yeah. throughout the whole thing you know he's just yeah like you were saying he's like um he's like ken watanabe in inception yeah where we exactly. see him being used with the inception like Right at the beginning of the movie. Fuck, you're so right. Holy shit. What, that they're the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> they're almost the same they movie, except for in Paprika, are they're not criminals. They're no. just doctors trying to develop this sleeping, and, dreaming technology. And so them using it on him is technically criminal because it hasn't been, like, licensed. Oh, so he, it's that's not why like it, FDA approved. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's because the other doctor is a good friend of his that oh, he's right, even getting right. this, like, experimental treatment mm-hmm. on it. So, I don't know. I just There's so many elements about that movie that if... They, someone was like, hey, we, you want to watch a Satoshi Kon movie? I've never seen any. I'd be like, yeah, we'll put on Paprika first. You know, like that's, I feel like that would be my starting point for anybody yeah, and with agree. Satoshi Kon. And I think 
that it's those kind of legacies that make movies stand out for me. It's the ones that have the rewatchability or the recommendability. You know, That's like very true. Perfect Blue is a fantastic film, but I couldn't recommend it. I I don't even think I could rewatch it. I could probably rewatch it if it's with Ashley, mm-hmm. just so she can experience it. But after that, it's going to take me a few years before I rewatch it. Which exactly. one? Perfect Blue? Perfect, Perfect Blue. Blue. I just watched that like before I got here. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I will recommend it to people yeah. and not tell them. And not give a about. shit what you're putting them through. <laughs> hey, watch this film. It's good. Yeah. It's great. It's so I'm crazy to me, too, that they call it Perfect Blue. Yeah, I wanted to talk on the title. And there's there's so much fucking red in that film. Yeah. Why when just... I watched it today, I was like, oh, my God, he red backdropped everything. Why is the name? Why do y'all think that's the name? I don't know. I couldn't no, tell no, you. No, not even a good guess? Yeah, I couldn't even like, tell you. I, I think you. it has something to do with the original novel because I've seen I, – I looked it up. And apparently there's other adaptations of Perfect Blue where the characters are completely different names. Mm-hmm. So it might be something that's Refers not... back to the mm-hmm. original. Right. Mm, interesting. It's almost like a Blue Harvest of names. Yeah, kind of. I just feel like maybe the content and the idea was so Perfect Blue that they couldn't just not name it Perfect Blue, you know? Yeah, So, I mean, either way. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and rate these fucking movies. Um who wants to go first? I'll, yeah, so I'll go first. You know, our rating system. Um, up to five, know. you can do point. Up to five. Yeah, you can do point five. Okay. Kind of just not point, point, you know, point five, six or gotcha. something, you know? All right. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to do you can Paprika first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll say it's like a 3.8. Oh, almost okay. a four. Awesome. Um, visually great. Yeah, for sure. Stories. I I like films that you could watch multiple times and get new shit. That's fun. But it's taken too many tries for me to get it, so I I would rate it higher if so. Absolutely. Uh Perfect Blue just I would give that like 4.5. Nice. That's it's like that's fair. It's almost it's, perfect for you. I I yeah, almost perfect. <laughs> it's almost perfectly it's, it's, blue. <laughs> You know, I it's his first film, and it's mm-hmm. so out of the That's, park for me. Yeah, and I mean, it's it 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 was for it to be his first film. Yeah, his it, first it, film. He started here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and in to do that sort of animation in that sort of time frame, and then for that so, this sort of film to last this long and to be this relevant now, you know, it, no. it that is it's amazing. You, the the thing about art is standing the test of time. That's the hardest thing to fucking do. You can't, it's literally the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And for him to not even knowingly be able to see where stuff was going, to look at time like it was nothing and just be like, this is relevant now, you know, it'll probably be relevant forever. And it's, it, it entirely was. It's also like sad too. Yeah. That it's still so relevant it's and so even more eerily re- mm-hmm. yeah, relevant now than then. Worse. What's the what's the guy that has all the the fortunes? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, the fortune? Yeah, like the guy that foretold everything in the future. (laughs) Nostradamus? Yeah, he's the fucking Nostradamus of anime, man. (laughs) God damn it. I'm sorry, I'm a Nostradamus sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I guess I'll go first. Yeah. Or next. Um, Paprika, I really enjoyed. Though I feel like Perfect Blue set a bar for me. And even though... Maybe I didn't fully get Paprika, or maybe 
because I was taking too long or taking so much time looking at every underlining mm-hmm. feature, trying to find out the the big twist before the big twist happened. And then when the big twist turned out to be like a tiny twist, I I feel like it it I just expected more. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, it I don't, left you unsatisfied in a just little a, bit of a way. Just a tinge. Yeah. And so I, I don't want that to affect my score so yeah. much. I just want to say that like maybe subconsciously it does or, or maybe subconsciously that's why perfect blue kind of goes higher in my book so i, I i'm gonna put perf, or paprika at i guess a 3.5 and then perfect blue at like a four i really i think perfect blue is a it's like a cautionary tale almost mm. where it's like definitely you know na- naivete or 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 just you know innocence is so easily destroyed and manipulated and manipulated and so it's 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 just haunting and uh, like like we said true mm-hmm. and so I, I i put it at a four and i can agree with that that perfect blue is a cautionary tale but it is a it's a i keep working it's funny it's a perfect product of what it wanted to be <laughs> yeah you mm-hmm. know it, it's like he, for his first film he knew exactly what he wanted to make and what he wanted to get said making it and he fucking did it you know and yeah, then, yeah and, like he nailed it yeah he fucking i mean he Stuck fucking nailed it yeah um, and so as much as it seems like i'm praising paprika as the superior of the two i definitely don't feel that way i it's just two halves of me that uh, love these things hmm. differently and it's like obviously paprika is the more like yeah. this side of me that can be more chipper and talk about it more yeah. where it's like the dark evil side of me that's very quiet and doesn't say so much that's like perfect blue is a fucking yeah. great movie you know this um, is uh this is uh paprika great job and exactly. this is Perfect Blue. <laughs> you nailed yes. it. Um, so I'm Agreeable. actually going to give them both a 4.0. Oh, uh, I think they, for me, they very they, fair. they both fall in the perfect A category. I, I love them both for completely different reasons. And I think that's amazing of Satoshi Khan to have pulled that off, to give me two very products true. that could be put on the, right next to each other on the same shelf, in my opinion, yet they have, they leave me feeling completely different by the end of them. Yeah. And I mean, they're both, uh, like I, we said at the beginning, they're both struggles of identity. Mm-hmm. And so it's crazy that they're like literally vast difference of, of the fucking uh, spectrum, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So fucking. That's for Paul Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right. Well, so Paul Damien couldn't make it yeah. for this episode. So, so we're going to have a little bit here at the end where he's just going to talk on his feelings on uh, the movies and yeah. uh, do his own little ratings. So we will drop that here. Hey, guys, this is Paul Damien here. Um, so the movie we watched was Perfect Blue. I didn't get a chance to make it to the podcast, but I just wanted to say uh, I gave this movie actually a 3.7. Surprisingly enough, I didn't expect to like the movie so much. Um, so that's why I say surprisingly, but, uh, the guys, Ian and Kenny both kind of, uh, gave negative connotations <laughs> about the movie, uh, before I even watched it. So I was really, um, going, I guess going into this with a bad feeling, uh, I procrastinated a lot before watching the movie and I, when, when I was watching the movie, I just felt like I was really worried about what I might see. I don't know. Uh, but the movie was actually really good. I enjoyed it a lot, despite the uh, very heavy subject matter that the movie is going through, the movie's telling you about. Uh, but it, it's a really good movie. I definitely recommend that you guys go ahead and watch it if y'all get a chance. Um, it is 
uh, like I said, it is heavy subject matter, but it's a great movie. Uh, by the end of the movie, I'm not too sure uh, what actually happened. And I think that's a good thing because I don't feel like I get a lot of that when I watch movies anymore. And to go and watch an older movie like this and to get so much out of it just really made me feel good. So like I said, I give it a 3.7. This was a pretty good movie. Well said, Paul Damien. Thanks, Damien. I... That was great. Get your clap, boy. That's him clapping from where he, where he, where he <laughs> is where right now. At, yeah. <laughs> In a dreamscape. <laughs> so. um, right. uh, any final words on anything? I would suggest just looking at all of his work. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. There's not a lot of it, but and I want to look great. at the, Opus, sh- the shit yeah. that he has is fucking brilliant. You know, it's like that's a all the more mind. reason to go expose yourself to all of it because it's easily digestible it's mm-hmm. not the one he's not the one piece of anime creators he didn't go out there and make so much it's like fuck that you know yeah um but yeah so hey, thanks for being on man thanks yes, for having thank me thank you for having awesome. me yeah so. for sure yeah. um i'm gonna put do you want me to put any links to any of your stuff in the show notes what sort of links like to your uh, instagram? instagram anything like that uh doesn't have to i mean well yeah. it's already there so okay <laughs> <laughs> that's fine this guy tattoos go get one yeah um thank you for being here eric uh of course. next week the boys will be talking about the sixth sense directed by yim knight well them and how do you say this shamalin shamulon shamalin shamalin shamulin yim knight shamalin damn it i need a drink ha ha Mm-hmm. So uh, follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes. Follow Eric on Instagram. That's also going to be in the show notes. Um, and just come back next week. Yeah, we'll see you there. We'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye. Later. I can't wait. I have to take a bite of this panini. <laughs> 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 <laughs>